page 136. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgive the iniquity of my sins. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, as a called and ordained servant of the Word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The introits. Have respect, O Lord, unto thy covenant. O let not the oppressed return ashamed. Arise, O God, plead thine own cause. And forget not the voice of thine enemies. O God, why hast thou cast us off forever? Why doth thine anger smoke in the sheep of thy pastures? Glory be to the Father and to the Son.
with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, give unto us the increase of faith, hope, and charity, and that we obtain that which thou dost promise. Make us to love that which thou dost command. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who livest and reignest with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. of the book of Leviticus. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, I am the Lord your God. According to the doings of the, according to the, doings of the land of Egypt, where you dwelt, you shall not do. And according to the doings of the land of Canaan, where I am bringing you, you shall not do. You shall not walk in their ordinances. You shall observe my judgments and keep my ordinances to walk in them. I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore keep me steadfast and keep keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man does, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading is from the third chapter of Galatians. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men, though it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one annuls or adds to it. Now to Abraham and to his seeds were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. And this I say, that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ, that it should make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer of promise. But God gave to Abraham by promise. What purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was appointed through angels by the hand of of a mediator. Now a mediator does not mediate for one only. But God is one. Is the law then against the promise of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. But the scriptures have confirmed, has confirmed all under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. This is the word of the Lord. Every step, O Lord, unto thy covenant, O let not the oppressed be turned away. 
According to St. Luke, the tenth chapter. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it, and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall we do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samarian, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring pouring on oil and wine, and he sent him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, When I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of His Father before all worlds, 
God of God, light of light, very God of very God, beyond not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for our sin and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man. And was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead, and the life of the world to come.
Our sermon text is Luke 10, verse 28. You have answered rightly, do this, and you will live. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 tells us, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Well, in today's Holy Gospel, Jesus wields that two-edged sword of his word like no other who had gone before him. Jesus' words are a wonderful presentation of law and gospel. Jesus speaks words of eternal comfort to his disciples who trust in the Son for their salvation. Now, just prior to today's text, St. Luke records that Jesus sent out the 70, telling them to preach good news uh, to all the places where Jesus was soon to come. Jesus sent them out as his ambassadors, saying, He who listens to you listens to me. He rejects you, rejects me, and he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. Now, there were some who received the disciples' message about the coming Christ. They received the disciples' message. uh, They received these disciples into their homes and provided for them room and board to put these missionaries up. When his disciples returned, they told Jesus, uh, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. So they were welcome and they were taken care of. But, on the other hand, there were some who did not welcome their message. They did not care that Jesus was going to soon draw near to them. <clears throat> Jesus told his disciples, when this happens, even the dust of your town that sticks to your feet, wipe, we wipe off against you. Be sure of this, though, the kingdom of God is near. Well, these are harsh words. They're words of law, and they were sent by their Lord to speak these words to those who were unrepentant. Jesus sums up Luke 10, this mission, with a prayer. He prays, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned, revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. Well, in today's Holy Gospel, Jesus tells his disciples, and while they are the little children, he tells them they have blessed ears and eyes. All the Old Testament prophets and kings had been waiting and anticipating Jesus' coming. These disciples, however, are now recipients of God's grace, and here is Jesus standing before them, and they believe and trust in him. Jesus will soon suffer and die and take away their sins and give eternal life. And so these gathered believers, this church, loves Jesus, and they rejoice in the gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation. Everything revolves around Jesus. But then today's text has a biblical scholar called a lawyer, because he studied the law of God, a law. 
this biblical scholar stands up. And with his words, everything changes. The text uh, says that this man who studied God's law is kind of a know-it-all. And he considers himself wise and learned. And he had enough of Jesus and his words and everybody praising him. The lawyer wants to direct attention to himself. So the text said, he stood up and he tested Jesus. Although he calls Jesus by the term teacher, he's not really coming to Jesus in recognition of this authority. He doesn't want to be one of Jesus' disciples at all. Instead, he's going to test Jesus, show that he is more qualified to be teacher than even Jesus. And although the lawyer asked Jesus a question, he doesn't really want to be taught by Jesus. He doesn't have any intention of praising Jesus. You see, the lawyer's eyes are not blessed, and his ears are not blessed. His ears can't hear Jesus, and his eyes refuse to see the Jesus who is the Savior. Jesus' attitude toward this man is harsh and direct. Jesus gives him law and gives him no gospel at all. Jesus turns the test around and asks him a question. What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? He said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Although Jesus' question is answered correctly by this biblical scholar, Jesus then gives him a correcting crushing blow of law. It's not just good answer, but he says to him, do this, and you will live. By these words, do this and you will live, Jesus tells the lawyer that he is not fulfilling God's law, and in front of everyone, Jesus proclaims that this lawyer has failed to love God and his neighbor. The lawyer has been found to be lacking. Do this and you will live is like the mirror of God's law that shows us the way that we really are. So first, having been trained in God's word, and you have been, uh, at least even as far as your confirmation, you are not a know-it-all concerning the Word of God either. You're not so wise and learned that you can avoid gathering for the faithful, the blessed believers, to come and to hear the Word of God. With harsh words, Jesus would say to us, Do this! Do this! Implying that we have not. You've come to the divine service, you've come to Bible study or catechesis, that you might grow in God's forgiveness and grow in the faith. You were not taught the importance of God's word so you could avoid it. So often, though, we act like the lawyer and think, because we give the right answers, yep, we have our salvation all sewed up. We don't need Jesus' teaching. That is not the way it is. The text makes it clear that even if uh, you know the right answers, which is often not the case, you're still required to do this. Do this and you will live. 
Second of all, whenever the people are found to be lacking, what do they do? They confess their sins and receive forgiveness of sins. We have the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament. Whenever God came to him, he said, Woe is me, for I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. And he confessed that he was lacking. The prophet Jeremiah, when he saw his sin, said, O Lord, correct me. Correct me with justice, but not in your anger, lest you bring me to nothing. And King David in Psalm 51 also saw his lack when he said, Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. If the great prophets and kings of old were struck by the words, Do this and realize they have not, and then confess their sins, we should not hesitate to be as they are. You see, the lawyer gives us an example, but a negative example, one we are not to follow. This lawyer, when he is shown that he can't do it, does not confess his sin. No, he tries to justify himself. The lawyer doesn't cling to Jesus for salvation. He seeks excuses for his proud and self-chosen way. He doesn't seek... He realizes that, that, that there are no loopholes in God's law. What are we to do? Well... How many services do I have to attend? How much money do I have to give? Concerning the good works of service, how much of my own selfish lifestyle can I keep? When we ask these questions, the result is more and harsher law. The parable of the Good Samaritan is not told to spur the lawyer on to love his neighbor. It's designed to get him to see his sin and to give up on himself. When Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan, he doesn't help the lawyer out at all. In fact, Jesus raises the law up to an entirely new level. How many of us could say that we have given up a trip in order to help our enemy? And not just help him, but pay for his ride in an ambulance. Take a personal day off to nurse him back to health. To pay for his hospital stay. All this is what the Samaritan does for his enemy. We have to snicker against the lawyer's hypocrisy. You see, even without Jesus' story, do we really think that we have loved our neighbor as ourselves? No, the stories that we have about family spats, brothers and sisters refusing to speak to each other is so common among us. Most of us have not been able to love our spouse even though we got to pick them out ourselves. If we're to add close friends to those that qualify as our neighbors, we wouldn't even come close to loving your neighbor as yourself. You see, God's law does not have loopholes. God's law requires that nothing be spared in our love for him. Heart, soul, strength, and mind. God requires that we love our neighbor to the degree that we love ourselves. I cannot keep the law, and neither can you. And when Jesus has stripped us of our righteousness, when we find that the law has beaten us and left us lying half dead, we then well, will appreciate the news of mercy. Only then will we see that Jesus is our good shepherd, the one who comes for us. Romans chapter 5 says, For while we were still weak, 
At that time, Christ died for the ungodly. That's us. We were the ones that needed him to come and nurse us to help. He gives help to the helpless. He loves us like he loves himself. For if while we were sinners, Romans says, if while we were, I'm sorry, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, how much more shall we be reconciled to him and saved by his life? So we see that his life is one of loving his heavenly father and us, his neighbors, and it is through his love that we have received reconciliation. Yes, there is good news. Jesus suffered. And he died for us to give us eternal life. The lawyer had eternal life standing right before him. Instead of believing in Jesus' words, trusting in Jesus' miracles, recognizing that this was the Son of God, he argued. He argued getting Jesus uh, so that he could try to make himself look good. To those who argue... We see the only words they will get is words of law designed to show them their sins. But if we take the negative example and do not do it, if the lawyer had said, well, I can't love that much. I will never get to heaven by my works. Jesus would have given to him as he gives to us sweet words of gospel. Like the prophets and kings, this lawyer could have rejoiced in the forgiveness that was freely given by his Jesus. But instead, he clung to his sins. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Page 143, Create in Me. We stand. Create in me a Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that your Son, Jesus Christ, truly loved you with all his heart, soul, strength, and mind, and that he loved us so much that he showed us mercy and gave us the gift of eternal life. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord we ask that your church, who has been given that full revelation of Jesus Christ, might see that she is blessed through the hearing of the word of Christ's forgiveness and not by works of the law. That out of love for Christ's redemption, each of Trinity's members would be given the desire to be diligent in the performance of good works of love for their spouse, child, parent, friend, co-worker, employer, etc., we ask that our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary, that they would be given strength to provide assistance and spiritual guidance to pastors and congregations. Bless our Director Keeley as well as our teachers and staff at our Learning Center. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord. 
O God, because you have given us this land into which we dwell, we pray for our President Joe, our Governor JB, our Mayor Steve, all others who are elected and appointed to serve in the various branches of of our government. Grant that they would make, judge, and enforce our laws with integrity and clarity of mind, that they would recognize their responsibility to you, the one from whom all authority stems. We remember in particular the courts of our lands, that all judges would interpret our constitution and laws with impartiality and thus contribute to peace and stability throughout the nation. Look in mercy on all who are being pummeled by Hurricane Adalia, especially those who have lost loved ones, home or in employment. Keep the hearts of all disaster responders from despair and fill them with good courage. Protect those who serve in the armed forces, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, and our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex, that they may diligently carry out their duties and be protected from all harm and danger. Let us pray to the Lord. Bless our shut-ins, Carolyn, Patty, and Tom, as well as Violet. Be with those of various needs, Kevin and Levi, Larry and Deb, Christina, Harold, Jim and Charlotte, Denise, Anita, Christina, Melanie, Hal, uh, also uh, Christian. Uh, We ask that you would be with our students, with Tom, Kara, Jonathan, Sarah, Sadie, and Alexis. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. That we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection, Open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, 
and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, upon those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it. In remembrance of me. A peace of the Lord be with you always.
thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.